Good morning, good morning. This is Brenda Shoshana, back with another episode of One Minute Mitzvahs. And wow, this is a big week coming up. Many, many, so many mitzvahs are given to us to do this week, next week, actually every single day, but this week is replete with mitzvahs. And of course, the preparations for Passover are here. The time of liberation, passing through the, the Red Sea, passing through the Straits, passing through constriction, slavery, whatever word you want to use, whatever image, passing through, taking that huge leap of faith into the unknown. And of course, this huge event, which was really also considered the birth of the Jewish people, the birth of the nation, or, or at least the steps toward the birth of the nation, is commemorated and celebrated in so many, many ways. And naturally, as we all know, the Seder is the heart of it. Although it's not only the Seder, everything leading up to it, for instance, all the cleaning, 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 the preparation for the Seder, for the events which are being reenacted, cleaning out what's called the chumitz, which is really the yeast, anything in your home that has any yeast which represents any pride, any arrogance, any feeling of being puffed up and better than someone else. We clean it out physically in the external home and internally in our internal world. That feeling of pride, arrogance, being puffed up. I'm better than you. I know more than you. I've done more. I have more, etc., etc. Sadly enough, this is how so many of us <clears throat> gain an, an, a so-called identity, a feeling of being someone important or someone in this vast world of confusion. You know, the purpose of a Seder is also called to create order. Order. It's about order. It's about the chaos and and creating order. The way they actual creation out of chaos, out of nothingness, we create order. Some kind of order. Not that we create it, actually, but we reveal the inherent order that is. Very arrogant to think that it's us who are creating order in the world, which is another notion we live with. Oh, it's up to me to fix it all, make it all perfect, to create order out of this mess. But there is order inherent in the creation, inherent in our lives, inherent in the steps of the Seder, and and our observations and our enactment of the Seder and of the many mitzvahs, actually, is to reveal the inherent order of the universe and of ourselves and where we do fit into it and what we can and cannot do. A different way to approach our existence, for sure, a way that really always honors the whole, 
honors that which is much, much beyond what we really can know, consciously or intellectually or rationally. So what I really wanted to talk about today is a very specific part of the Seder service, the Haggadah, which is the service of the Seder that we repeat. And in the Seder, we always, or during the Seder, we always, always speak of the four sons, or it could be four daughters, or four parts of ourselves. There is the wise, so-called wise son, which everybody wants to be that one. I want to be the wise son, the smarty pants. I want to know it all. The wise son, which is highly acclaimed. He studies, he learns, he does what's right. There is, of course, that. And by the way, these four, these four parts exist in all of us. I want to say that right up front. They exist in all of us, all these four parts that I'm going to enumerate. The wise son. Then there is the unfortunate rebel, so-called unfortunate rebellious son, also called the bad guy, evil one, whatever. I don't personally like labels. I don't think they last more than a minute or two. I don't like them to put somebody into a spot, a label a category, and then they never can get free. That's another slavery, isn't it? However, let's go over these four parts of ourselves. The wise one, the the, the rebellious or bad one who won't listen, who won't obey, who in fact is, is disruptive, destroys the order of the family, the life, the world, the heart, enjoys in fact being rebellious and destroying and knocking over the tables in one way or another. That can be very difficult too, causing harm. That's part of us too. We have to recognize all of these parts. Then we speak of the simple son. He's just simple guy, simple gal, simple, simple asks a few questions, goes about his way. You might not even notice the simple son. isn't trying to make a big deal about himself or herself or itself, whatever. And then we have the one who does not even know how to ask a question. And on the face of it, he might look like the, the foolish one the one we have to worry about. I read somewhere the other day that we have to worry about him. No, 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 no. Not from my point of view, it's all mixed up. From my point of view, the one who does not even know how to ask a question, he's the Zen son. He has such deep faith in God that he's not questioning, questioning, questioning every little thing, trying to figure it out before he does the mitzvah. Should I, shouldn't I? No. He doesn't even know how. He's not even interested in asking questions. He comes into this world in a different way. His connection to to himself, to you, to one another, to God, is from a very different part of himself. And he is very reminiscent to me of the Zen son, the one who sits in the silence, 
in order to connect with that in a different way, with his whole being, not with his mind, not with his personality. He is, and he doesn't have to be someone special. He doesn't have to perform tricks like a circus person. He is, he doesn't even know. He might be bewildered, yes. So many of us are bewildered, we are. Let's acknowledge this one who doesn't even know how to ask a question because all four are part of ourselves. Let's not hate any of these four parts. Let's understand them. Let's meet them. Let's explore them. It's a very beautiful and powerful teaching. These are all teachings about how to be at one with God, with each other, and also to be united. How would we unite all these four parts of ourselves, not reject any of them, and know that all together they have a part? But not let one part overwhelm and overrule the others. Usually in our lives, we're pushed, pushed, pushed to be the wise son, learn more, do more, be good, be good. And that attitude is rough because there are the other parts also inside. And they need to be at least understood, recognized, and integrated so that all together we become at one. God is one. Adonai Echod. God is one. We are one. This simple son also, and the one who doesn't know how to ask a question, they're very connected, and they have a lot to teach us. They're not hungry for money, 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 power, 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 acclaim, acclaim, greedy. They're present. They're available. They're willing to be with you and not judge you. Of course, we also have to mention our so-called bad son, rebellious one, disruptive one. What is it that they're trying to do? What is it that is upsetting them so much? What is it that they need and want? They want a voice. Something, something, something there. <coughs> Rather than just call them bad and kick them out, exclude them from the Seder, exclude them from our lives, they have to be understood, heard, and integrated as well. I'm not saying we have to give rein to disruption, or, but we have to know, we have to make acquaintance with all these four parts of ourselves. Maybe the one who is so rebellious can't stand the pressure of having to be wise, 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 no more and more and more, of being judged, of being labeled. So the Seder comes to integrate everything. And that's really what it means to create order. How can we have real, how, or how can we get in touch with the real cosmic order that exists, sun in the morning, the moon at night, times of birth, times of death, times of illness, times of health, the seasons. 
And Passover starts a brand new exodus from our old ways of thinking, our old ways, our, all the forms of slavery that have bound us. It's very, very interesting because it says in the Haggadah, we were slaves to Pharaoh. Now, Pharaoh is another part of our inner cast of characters, the one who rules, who feels that he or she is greater than all and has the final say and who hardens her heart or hardens his heart. For a little while, he might be willing to listen to the call of the divine. A little while. Then he hardens her, his heart. She hardens her heart. The plagues come in order to force Pharaoh not to harden his or her heart. And they get more and more intense. It's a signal, a warning. Please open your heart. Listen to the call of the divine. Listen to the need that we all have for freedom, freedom from you, from Pharaoh, from anything that's going to rule us and take away, disrupt, ignore the natural order, the inherent order of the universe and of God's universe. So this is really a huge drama that's unfolding as we look at the Passover journey. It's huge. It's a drama. It includes many, many characters. It includes many moments. And it's the drama of our lives. And the son or the daughter who does not even know how to ask a question or who is this simple one who's usually laughed at, tossed away, ignored. But in this podcast <laughs> or in this moment, let's say no, 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 no. That's representing another way of being, another way of escaping slavery, the slavery of the mind, the slavery of the rational self the slavery of having to always be more and more and more wise, wise, wise. It's quite a beautiful and intricate process. So anyway, how do we, what's the mitzvah here? So many mitzvahs, what's the mitzvah here? Well, for one thing, just listening to this is a mitzvah. Listening to the Haggadah is a mitzvah. Taking it in dwelling upon it. Let's contemplate it. Let's see how it impacts in our own personal lives. This is not a story that took place thousands and thousands of years ago. It's not about someone else. It's a koan. It's about you and your life today. It's about our country and all countries. It's about the plagues that are really upon us as well, all kind, in all different ways. All the different ways in which we refuse to honor the intrinsic order of life, of our God-given life, in which we wish to disrupt it, in which we will not listen to the call of the divine, We have to look at that in our own specific lives and correct it in our own specific lives. 
It's one thing to make broad gestures. And that's important to make broad gestures. I'm not saying it's not. But not broad gestures instead of looking within. Not as an escape from making our own exodus through our own personal slavery. Personal. In our own heart and in our own lives. It's not enough to look without. The simple son, the one who doesn't know how to ask a question, they look within. This is so important. Sit down. Be the simple one. I love that. Spend a whole day being the simple daughter, the simple son, the simple person, whatever word you want to use. Don't even know how to ask a question. Just be. Just listen for the call of freedom, the call of the divine in your life. And heed it. Heed it. Listen to it. Follow it. When we follow the call of our heart, we don't harden our heart. When we listen to the call of the divine, the seas part. We go through a place of constriction into a place of vast freedom. So thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to this today. I wish you all a beautiful journey within and without. Happy holiday. Bye-bye.